0: Hey, everybody, got a great podcast for you guys today. Um, I'm so glad you're tuning into all the things with Luke Tim. That is me. And as always, um, thank you for tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. And do me a favor. If you like these podcasts, share them. Uh, If you actually go out on iTunes, you can uh, give me some stars and and leave me a review. That would be awesome too because um, I want this to kind of continue to grow. I'm really excited about uh, how things have been. And uh, sorry it's been a little bit since I posted, but, you know, summer. But we got that figured out now, so I got some good – Good things lined up for the future. I'm feeling pretty happy about that. But uh, what today is about is another Kenya podcast. Samantha came in and uh, was awesome on this podcast. It was really cool. I love it when people forget what they're doing and they just start they just go. And that was That's kind of where she was. So that was pretty awesome. And anyways, uh, Samantha is a teacher. Um, she's a young mother of a couple of young kids and just the cutest, most darling family you've ever seen they're so cute you can get pissed off at them actually because nobody should be so adorable and they're like the partridge family they sing and stuff it's just gross um yeah they're one of those families like all happy and, and satisfied with life Ugh, gross anyways she went on the mission trip this year it was her first mission trip first time out of the country <laughs> so she may never leave the country again i don't know um, but she had an awesome experience and really, um, the, the trip really shaped her and changed her. And you're going to hear uh, a little bit about that on this trip. And um, this is a great one for people who are considering going. Uh, so she was a newbie on this trip and now she is a bona fide veteran. And I think she does a good job of addressing some of the fears that people have, uh, some of the things that people worry about because they're newbies, even though... We tell them all the time, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It's all going to work out. So, yeah, it did. And uh, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, you're probably sick of listening to me. So, without further ado, please uh, give it up for my good friend and Kenya veteran, Samantha you. <laughs> just teach. <laughs> <laughs> the performance sides out of me. The performance is gone with you, Samantha. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're recording, by the way. Kay. We're live. Good. Oh, uh, so good day at school today? Yeah, it was. Is it a good class this year? Or are they a bunch of jerks?
1: Oh, I have many classes and they're actually, they're good.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you don't, you don't teach like just juniors or just seniors mm-hmm. or just something?
1: No, yeah. I have. The JV um, show choir and then they have the top chamber choir and then a women's choir
0: and then another choir. So, oh, yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. How many choirs
1: total? Total, I teach four. Okay. And we have six, I
0: think. So that's only like four hours of your week. What do you do the rest right. of the week?
1: Right. Super bored, actually. Like super bored. It's actually interesting. We had a meeting at the end of the day today and um, there was like – half an hour was talking about like filling out these behavioral forms and it was a waste of my time because I don't have behavior issues. Yeah. So it makes me really lucky.
0: But yeah, there's so many things in the school today that are so different and I appreciate that. I think it's good. I mean, I'm glad that my kids go to a different school than I went to, but on the other hand, it's like just teach them how to count, right? Yeah. Just learn. Yeah.
1: It's, it's different. (laughs) <laughs> it's some some of that stuff is really hard for me to buy into.
0: Mm-hmm. So how many years have you been teaching choir?
1: Mm, you think I would know that. I think <laughs> like – I know, right? Uh, I think it's 12. I think I'm 12, 12 years in. OK. Yeah. So what's
0: changed over the years since you've started teaching? What's
1: well, the biggest change? Well – that's kind of unfair to say because I was at a totally different school. Okay. So um but like where I'm at now, there's the level of expectation, the performance aspect of what gets put on stage yeah. by the parents. audience. <laughs> you yeah, know, the parents. Sure, we'll say parents. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're right. Uh-huh. Um,
0: so with you. It's so much stress gets put on teachers and kids. Like that's what parents don't understand that like the kids end up with the net effect of the pressure. Like, you can call and yell at a teacher or be stressed out about it the administration, but at the end of the day, it's your kid that's affected. Yes. And I swear, kid, parents don't realize what they do to their kids, and they get so, like, on them about school.
1: Yes. And I actually just read something online that there's this but there's now there's a Hitler's helicopter parents and then there's these lawnmower parents.
0: Lawnmower. I've read this, yeah. And so
1: <laughs> and but it's so true. And as I was reading it, so, you know, I'm a teacher so I see it, but then I'm also a parent and so like I kinda get it. And um I shouldn't be maybe you shouldn't add this on. Yeah. But like <laughs> Hallie wants to play volleyball this year. Mm-hmm. She is not athletic and she doesn't have any experience playing volleyball. Yeah. And most of the girls that are going to be playing volleyball, because it starts like September 11th or something, and most of the girls that will probably be signing up will have played volleyball before and will know what they're doing, and they maybe have just done a lot of other sports. There's this part of me that wants to be like, uh, it's not good for you. Like, you yeah. know, because I'm fearful for her that she's going to feel very um, just not adequate enough. But then there's also. That after reading that, it's like, no, go for it. You know, I'm happy that she's confident enough to want to do something like that and let her figure it out.
0: Yes. And to struggle with adversity. We've, we've so taken that away from our kids or are afraid that our kids will have adversity that we like run from it. Um, it's, I I like, I like it for my kids to feel like if they want to do this, they're going to get support from me, but man, you're on your own. Yeah. And so my kids aren't in a lot of stuff and I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I see a lot of lawnmower parents, so just put it that way. <laughs> and I'll do my best not to be one.
0: It's <laughs> oh, hard. Uh-huh. It really is. Uh-huh. And so, my son um, wanted to kind of get into football, and he was, you know, so we started in flag football, mm-hmm. did all that kind of stuff. And then you know, I was talking to my brother, and he goes, Man, you got to get in him these, in these you know, specialty teams. And I was like, No, I don't. And he goes, Look, If he wants to play varsity football, that he's got to start like in junior high on this awesome team, which means he's got to be on this awesome team. I'm like, no. Well, he's he's never going to play varsity high school. He's never going to get to college. And I was like, S- so the rest of us that that <laughs> happened to, like, are we OK? Am I normal? Right.
1: But that I is think- not the mentality we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Going towards. Now that being said, my, my son is the freshman starting uh, tight end, so, so there you go, him. right? <laughs> <laughs> so what that does that is prove? Genetics is what that proves. You <laughs> <that he> can <laughs> overcome genetics. <laughs> he's also five eleven, which is crazy because I am not even five ten and uh, he's still growing. He grew a quarter of an inch in like two weeks. I we measured it and um, it was insane. That's, I looked at yeah. him and go, I think you're taller than you were two weeks ago, so we measured him again. Yeah. yeah, I
1: want to buy too many clothes or shoes
0: mm-hmm. But that's got nothing to do with this This is about you in Kenya Yeah You went to Kenya this I year I did go to Kenya <laughs> <though>. <laughs> When did you um, first get the itch That you thought maybe this was a thing you would do
1: Specifically going to Kenya Or yeah. doing mission work
0: Oh no let's go back to mission work yeah, Let's do that
1: so I, before – prior to living in Johnston, we lived in Rock Valley and the church we attended didn't do a lot of mission work, um, especially overseas and whatnot, a lot of, just a lot in the community. But there was a church there that did um, – they went to Haiti and they had groups. They had they had people that would go stay in Haiti for a month wow. and um, they had I think like in a school that they maybe – I'm not exactly sure but I remember my neighbor – Corey, he was a football coach. He's, he is. He's a good football coach. He went and I remember him coming back and I I think I listened to him for three hours and I just uh, – I couldn't get enough mm-hmm. and I – his stories were horrible and awesome all at the same time and he was so twisted inside and I, I – I, I, I don't know. I, to say I loved it is, seems weird but I just, I just was so intrigued and I thought it was so incredible that – these people had such a strong connection to Haiti. And I remember him specifically saying that they had to go from the airport to wherever they stayed for the week. And the the trek to get there was pretty horrible than the things that they saw and the smells that they um, encountered. And at that point, I thought, I really want to do this, but I just can't. I, I'll never be able to do something like this because I just don't think I'm tough enough to be able to handle something like that, to not necessarily do the work, but just to handle the, I don't know, the circumstances of just the, those kinds of things. And so, um, but I've always wanted to do it. And then I came here and then Kenya, 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 Kenya. And I thought it was great. Someday I'll go, someday I'll go, someday I'll go. And I know that you say there's a calling and I always was like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's, that's. That's not that's it's not a me thing. It's yeah. a totally for other people, and that totally happened to me.
0: Really, what mm-hmm. was it? Was it like a specific moment in time, or
1: um? So there was a certain somebody that just kind of kept just saying, "Hey, you know, you should do this. You should fill this out." And then I just kept kind of just saying no. But the odd thing is, every time I said no, I knew I didn't mean it. <laughs> I, I know, but I like. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. And then it was just like, I don't know. I just, I just, Jeff was actually, um, he probably was one of the main things that pushed me to do it because he said, well, you could just stay here in Johnston and live our wonderful life. Or you could like go and do something and make a difference.
0: Oh, OK.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll go.
0: Would you like a second helping of that guilt trip? <laughs> yes.
1: So I'll let you know when he signs up.
0: <laughs> okay. uh, I love the feeling the word. Um, you You keep telling yourself like i don 't know what god 's will is, and then you, whatever action you take feels so false. it feels fake you 're like pretending that i 'm not, and like you just have this overwhelming sense of so that's not even the right answer, and you know it.
1: And I knew it. Yeah, I totally knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: love that feeling because mm-hmm. it sits there, and it doesn't go away. It's like this persistent little scratching of the spirit, and it doesn't stop. It's like,
1: uh. Actually, to, now I'm going to actually tell you I know exactly when I knew I was going. Okay, so I, my parents, unfortunately, were not um, – for it because just out of fear I
0: get it man uh, my parents I mean, Joni's parents feel the same way
1: uh-huh. and so I think that was part of me that was trying to so me kept saying that I kept saying no I think a lot of it was just fear of, I know it sounds really respect childish but respect maybe yeah. respect for yeah. my parents and just knowing that they would not be they would not approve this and so there's um, a gal I work with and she's really strong in her faith and she's done some mission work and her, I know her children have done mission work as well And I thought, I am going to ask Kim about this because Kim will tell me to go because I'll just get her grace on going and her approval and then I'll I'll just do it because I knew I wanted to do it. And so I asked Kim and Kim said no. She said she doesn't think I should go and I thought I'm going. And and it was like almost like she needed to say no for me to say I don't care. Like I'm still going.
0: That's how strong the itch was to say yes.
1: Yes. And Interesting. What, and so, be, and I think if she would have said go, go, I think I still would have been like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But the fact that she said no, and I was like, no, I've got to go, made me just. Isn't made,
0: it cool how God does like inverted backwards things? That
1: was yeah. That was completely that way. Oh, I it was love amazing, it. actually. And her and I've talked about it, and she feels so bad that she told me not to go. But I'm like, No, no, no. So I told her, Yeah, this you were actually she was probably what really made me know that going was what I needed to do.
0: Yeah. How cool is that that the spirit like works around the the backside and, and is like, you know, what What Samantha needs is a no and not a yes. yes. And so speaks to this woman to tell this woman no, which is her yes.
1: Jeff would say, yep, that's about
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Jeff calls Joanne when he needs to. Say, yep. say, yeah. Um, Cool. Is, what were your anxieties before you went? I mean, obviously, this is a big deal. Had you been overseas? you been no, over, not even overseas. No, uh,
1: I don't do a lot of flying. I don't do, um, I don't do much traveling like that. We're pretty safe in mm-hmm. that regard. Um. So, what was the question? To, uh, what
0: was your your biggest anxiety? My biggest or fear?
1: anxiety. Well, probably flying was one of them. Yeah, sure. Um, everything actually was, everything about it was, everything about it made me nervous, but yet I was still so excited all at the same time. Um, the the food obviously was a huge thing. Um, the smells, just the living conditions. I don't camp. I mean, because I don't like to be, I like to be very clean and, um, and that sounds really petty, but yet it was something that really like, am I strong enough to do the work that needs to be done there and to have the right mindset? And can I put all of those things aside? That, um, was a really big deal for me and i was really nervous about that
0: yeah and even that language of setting it aside that's something i think you get from the trip because you can't imagine setting those things aside and then you get there and you're like well those aren't important anymore and it's i (laughs) can't even explain it
1: because it doesn't it doesn't matter
0: and the heat i was so
1: worried about the heat and it's yeah
0: it's weird the the things that you're worried about all of a sudden in like I don't know if it's the context of what you see and smell and all that kind of stuff combined in one big doesn't matter shut up and do the work or or the spirit just gives you a nice little comfy blanket and is like, I don't know, just hold on to this.
1: I, I believe that's it. I do. <laughs> I believe that, that yeah. Because I um I, I will say, I and when I was there, I did struggle. I didn't struggle, but the food thing was not something obviously that we all knew that I um, didn't. I was, I maybe didn't overcome that completely, but I made it through, and I was True. totally fine. Um, but um, the heat, I got through the. I think that my flight, the flights, could not have been any smoother. Yeah, um, it was. That was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and Your
0: flights were super easy. Super easy. Other than we didn't get our bags for like two days.
1: Right. But I don't even really remember
0: (laughs) that. I was going to say, I forget it all the time.
1: Yeah. Because it just was not important. Because I also feel like you, the team, was so well prepared that that was a possibility. So we were like, we were set. We were okay. Mm -hmm. And so... No big deal. No, it was not a big deal. And
0: then I was stunned when our luggage showed up in Kakuma. Yes, and
1: yes, <laughs> you gotta be kidding! I thought we would never see these bags yeah. again. And yeah, you didn't ever say that to us. I <laughs> <No>. but-
0: <laughs> would say everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, which is probably good. Yeah, no, that was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I felt this was the most prepared we've been, and it, we get better every year. So I imagine next year we'll be even a little bit more well prepared and. Man, is it nice to to have all those boxes checked when uh, when the crap hits and you are like, "Ooh, we're good yeah, to go."
1: I felt absolutely super prepared.
0: Yeah. Well, so, what was the the biggest um, challenge you think, or the, the toughest thing you over you overcame? A ton of stuff. I mean, somebody who doesn't like to camp doesn't like to be mm-hmm. dirty. You know, all of those inconveniences of just like your. I mean, I, and I don't think that you are soft. I, I don't think that at all. I think you are a very typical suburban mom full-time job i mean you're like you know des moines mm-hmm. <laughs> for good or for bad <laughs> right uh-huh. but but you so you overcame all that stuff. was one bigger challenge for you while you were there
1: like in reference to those things or something different yeah
0: like what was the toughest thing you had to get over or get through
1: I guess I don't know if I I, I, I got I feel like I kind of I did well, well the food I guess it was a food it yeah. was it truly was food but I'm like that way um, here in Des Moines yeah. that's not a thing that just was there it was just I really like what I know and I've always been that way yeah and my friends know me as that way too so I and I wish I, that has that is something that I actually feel guilty about and feel bad about what. Well, I- Beca- oh, because here they had prepared these amazing meals for us. And I, I just, I just couldn't do it. But, but I felt like I was challenged in all these other things too, mm-hmm. that like, it was like, this is just the one thing I'm just <laughs> like, I'll go to the show, I'll endure the heat, I'll you know, all of that kind of, I'll do all of that. But this was, I just, because I think I, my body was against all these other things. That was just like, yeah. And also like I didn't want to get sick. Now that I was afraid I was going to get like sick because it just – I just – I was worried about that too. Yeah, how your
0: body responds to yeah. weird food. Yeah. And it is. It's different Um, and uh, bodies do respond differently. Mm-hmm. We always we laugh and tell just crass <laughs> stories while we're there about the bodily functions the food. But it's, it is um, – it's not weird which is what I, I like. I mean if you do a mission trip to India, you look at stuff and you're like, I don't know – what that used to be <laughs> like, in Kenya, you'd be like that used to be a grain, and that used to be a bean, right. and that used to right. be a chicken.
1: <laughs> right? Yes.
0: India, you're like I don't know. What I'm that not sure ever what was. that is. <laughs> yeah, that gets weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, but it was a good good trip i didn't even hardly notice the food thing and I, I noticed i had to yell at you a lot to drink water but mm-hmm. that's about it
1: mm-hmm. but i drink and i'm not a water drinker either but i did that was yeah. that was i knew i had to like yeah. and even like people like my family is like are you eating enough are you eating enough? i probably ate more there than i would typically here because i wanted to make sure that i was c- taking care of myself because i knew i couldn't get sick i couldn't afford yep. myself to become weak or
0: yeah I usually gain about five pounds on those trips because, I mean, you, you go places and they've prepared food for you and it's rude not to eat it. And then I actually – I love it. So I think it's great. Yes. And then they all think it's funny how much the big American guy can eat. So yeah. I just keep putting it down. Just keep
1: eating. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So well, what is the biggest challenge now coming back from that trip do you think?
1: Um, there's – there's a lot of challenges um, it's 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 I don't know I think it pro- it's a progressive challenge as, as I get back into my daily life It's because I was you know a teacher and so I was gone this or I was home a lot this summer and then now to get back into school and a different routine I think maybe some of it has changed but when I first got back my biggest thing was in this i don't know this may sound really stupid but like when i i get into bed at night um my bed is my favorite place to be um it's like gives me my alone time it's incredibly comfortable it's just i just like it's very peaceful and i just think that every time i every time i bet for three or four weeks I, I and still actually still i get into bed and I don't know. I just like feel really bad about it. I feel really guilty about it. I feel, but like on the flip side, it brought me like right back there. And it like made me do a lot of praying and thinking and, um, which is what it, we're supposed to do. Um, but that was probably, that's, that still is really hard for me for some reason. just, I don't know, just getting into the comfort of my bed and knowing that these people who are, well, I think they're like better than me because of, a lot of reasons but they just they have so much to endure and it just seems so unfair and I just I don't know it's just that is really hard for me why do you think they're better than you I think because I know it sounds like they're better but really I do because their faith is so strong and and they have so I mean like I have struggles but and, and, and I do and I have um but looking at what they have – I mean it just – it's just one thing after another that these people have to endure and they are so strong in their faith and they are – they're just – I don't know. I just think they're – I think they're just amazing. I think – and I, I'm so um, inspired by them and who they are and what they do and how they're able to – i do not uh, to get up every day and to be – to be joyful and to praise God, and I just I it's very inspiring and that's very amazing.
0: Yeah, what it's a, it's akin to um, survivor's guilt, except the thing about it is it's it's like survivor's guilt on steroids because they're not survivors; they survived and now they're overcomers. Yes, and it's like uh, oh,
1: <laughs> but they're overcomers, but yet I still feel like they're still like, but yet still surviving in this weird way too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. I don't know. It, they're am- amazing. They're just they are amazing. And I remember asking Joanne, "Why Kenya?" because that was a question that was always asked to me. You know, "Why do you, why do you think you, from mm-hmm. <laughs> my sister? Why do you why do you think you have to go to Kenya? Isn't there enough work to do here?" And so I asked Joanne. I'm like, "Why do you go to Kenya all the time?" And she just said, "Because the people are amazing." And I I did not understand what that really meant and mm-hmm. to go and see them, like you say, They are survivors and overcomers and, and, and they're just really an inspiration for what we should all, how we should all strive in our faith.
0: And it works backwards too, because what ends up happening is the, those who go there and do that work come back different. And when you're here now, like you're more likely to be involved in church and volunteer stuff and so the if you look at like a, a little Venn diagram, of the people who are most active at, at Living Faith here locally and it, how it overlaps with those who've gone to Kenya, it's, it's not 100 percent for sure. There's some very active people here who've never been and, and there's mm-hmm. some people who've gone who aren't the most active around here. But by and large, the, the majority of the good stuff that gets done here, those people have experience over there. So going over there it's it's not just training which it is definitely training on how to be a christian but it's also um this inspiration motivation and i mean there's so many people i could i could give names of people who've started bible studies since they've come back gotten more involved in this or picking up that in leadership it's awesome
1: it's such a reality check to mm-hmm. prioritizing your life. And
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we get more than we give constantly. I mean, you cannot go on a mission trip the way we do it and, and go to this place and you just try and give them Jesus, give them grace, give them love. And you, you're like why the crap do I have more of it? Absolutely. <laughs> Where'd it come
1: from? It's, it feels wrong in some ways because it's like, sure. I feel blessed by going and meeting them. And I thought I was going to go and bless them. (laughs) And then I did, but that just (laughs) sounds, but, but to me, in my experience, it sounds crazy because I really feel like, yeah, I walked away just go, I mean, and I did. And, and, and for sure. I mean, the work we did was amazing. It's just, it's just crazy how much you get back. Yeah,
0: it really is. It's, it's astounding. And, and they keep telling you how blessed and you, you can. <laughs> they're not talking you into it. <laughs> like They're no. singing their praises <laughs> of Jesus and looking at you like you gave us this voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's probably what you feel like all the time is when a kid finally finds their voice. You <laughs> take a little bit of that and say, yeah, yeah, I was there for that. Mm-hmm. So we were there for it. But how would you describe it? The it of this trip. What's it about?
1: What do you exactly
0: mean? <laughs> what was this trip about? What did we do? Did we build something? <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> so
1: that's funny. You say that. I just, I still, that is still a struggle for people to really understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, so I don't know if I could have like, um, that was a hard question for me before we went as to what are you – what are you doing? Are you building well? Are you building – you know, painting? What do you I mean? And, and when I would tell people what we were doing, I think maybe because of the lack of my um, confidence in what I was saying because I really didn't – I mean I knew what we were doing but I didn't like know exactly how this was all going to like pan out. Yeah. And when we went, I think it was – I don't know. It was if it was Mon- Monday that – did we go to Oak Hodge church? Yes. Okay, that's so why I thought it was Monday, and so I knew we were there and whatnot. Um, and I was I was really like nervous, very nervous, um, that day. But that that was the day that it was like, oh, we we have to be here. I like I I got it, and 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 what it was was obviously as you know, but Okaj because of what you guys did last year, he learned how to talk to people and get people to come together and serve God and then built that church which was a which was amazing. Yeah. And so to see that work done, um, it like I just was I mean it was like hook line and sinker, man. I mean it couldn't have been any better for like I have to be here. This is like if there was any question, this work is so important.
0: Yeah. It's investing in people, and those people then do so much more than you could if you just showed up with stuff to give them.
1: So you know, even um, it, it's very similar to like to like teaching. You know, you can. It, it sounds so cliche, but you can you can teach children how to learn or how to get better, or you can just give them the answers. And when you when you work with them and you collaborate together. The everything you know, like Okach doing it himself, is so much more important than us doing it because there's so much more ownership in what had happened. And and he, and he was just proud, and, and yeah. how could you not be? I mean, how yeah. that is like that is amazing.
0: He was so excited to show us all that stuff. I mean, I, th- I thought his lips were going to. Oh, he
1: was. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. And it, and how could he not be? And right. so, I think that that is what. I mean, we were we're all children of God, and we were. I mean we all learned from each other and we all – each – everybody had something different to give to one another.
0: Yeah, but it's so much easier as a teacher just to give them the answer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a lot quicker. Trust,
0: oh, most
1: <laughs> most definitely. But that is – so that's much, such a quick fi- fix it, and it never sticks. so
0: much easier just to send a check or to swing by with some food. So it, yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot it, easier just to give them the answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh, and that was a and that was a hard thing too. Is when I would tell people that, like, you know, especially in um, what was it day one or day two, um, where not everybody had ration cards, and so they weren't, you know, yeah. and so then people people would ask, "Well, did you did you bring them food? Did you give them food?" And the the, the issues there that way are so enormous. You can't. I mean, that is that's so temporary, and to drop food. To feed everybody that that is hungry would it, it 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 that that disappears in in a day or two. But to bring them Jesus and to show them how to be missionaries upon themselves in a camp like that that brings them Jesus every day, and that gives for them eternity. for eternity. And that that is what they need, and yeah. that lasts yeah forever. And, yeah. Shoes and clothes and food.
0: All those things wear out and get mm-hmm. tossed away and end up in somebody's dumpster somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which really makes you think about your life here
0: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much How much stuff. stuff do I have right now that I want to throw in the
1: dumpster in my mm-hmm. house? <laughs> stuff. That, that was an issue too when I got home. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You just want to start purging. I did.
1: Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, and I used to be like, try to be methodical about it, and I'll do this with this. Uh, uh, it just, Goodwill. I just, I just got, I got rid of stuff.
0: You need to start telling spouses before we go <laughs> to hide the <laughs> things you <laughs> <love and laughs> To give a storage uh-huh. unit. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, because I, yeah, every, every closet pretty much is clean in the billiard house right now. Yeah, that's
0: uh-huh. awesome. mm-hmm. yeah I know. It's so hard to. To help people understand that that's what that is, that it's stuff and it goes away so quick and we don't want to be about that. We want to be about long-term, eternal conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the short answer I always give is when people say, did you, did you give them food? Like if we gave anybody food, somebody would die an actual death. There would be a riot. Somebody would try and take that eat- food from that person We we would cause violence. You can't do it. You can't. Which is, I think, I keep calling it a luxury. As much of a struggle that is, it's a luxury that um, doing mission the wrong way isn't an option. We don't have a choice. Right. We can't bring a truckload of food. We'd get arrested. I mean, the UN would probably throw us in jail. But in general, you just can't do it. And if if you tried to, it would be a wreck. So I Um, guess we're left with the gospel.
1: <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> right. Just
0: right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: That's it, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Was there? Is there a moment where you talk to somebody or something that just kind of really gets a hold of you?
1: Um. I. Uh, the day I struggled a lot was when we went together, you were in my group that morning and, um, this was, uh, and I, you know, was understanding their struggles and I, I mean, kind of, not really, but I mean, I was just starting to hear like some of the things that people had struggled with. And, um, I remember going and talking to this one, we went and we talked to this gal and she, we prayed for her and she had mentioned that I think, Two of her kids were with her, and um, I don't know if there was one or two others that had not made it over. And, I mean, I should have gotten this, but for whatever reason, we left. We, we prayed for her, and then we left. And I said to Julie, I said, I just don't understand why. Why are, they, why are all of her kids not here? I just, like, I don't get it. And <laughs> it's just she just I mean, explained to me, which I should have already known, but I just hadn't like put it all together in my head that like when they were ran out of their country, you like would run. You didn't get to collect your belongings and and people. And that I I don't know. I don't know that. I just like can't ever. I think that was just that was the day I was, I broke and I was so. I I don't that I that will never leave me. That's like that's an everyday thing I think about those people and. I I don't know. I just, you know, my husband was like because we watched the movie, um, oh, with Reese Witherspoon in it, um, the Good Lie, which I think everybody should watch, but. He and Jeff watched it and afterwards after I come back and he said I just you know can we should I wish we could just bring them all to the United States or whatever and I'm like no you don't understand like they are still waiting and hoping that their family members come to them you don't they don't want to go they want to stay there and I just I don't know I just that trying to like understand all of that I don't know I know that totally doesn't answer your question but that day was just a very profound day for me as as talking to those ladies specifically. And then, and then our group time in the afternoon too, just listening to them. And
0: yeah. What does it mean to break? You said you broke.
1: I thought I understood everything. Like I thought I was like able to like, to endure all this information and that these, you know, and I don't know, like, I just thought like, I'll go and I'll help them. And I, 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 I don't know. I just thought I was, I don't, this sounds really terrible, but like better or bigger or, or stronger or something. And, and then to just like, look at this mother and like, I'm, I, I don't know. I was just like, it was just like, I was, I just like was there. I was like, I was her. And I just thought these people are just, I don't know. I just, to break, I don't know, just. I couldn't comprehend everything. I like literally was gasping for air because I like felt so suffocated um, because I just can't imagine that these people can stand and talk to us about their lives and and still be so filled with the love of Jesus and to to not waver on that. And they didn't. I mean, that's just so and it was so hard for me just to comprehend. But yet I can comprehend it. But it was just. I was so. I don't know. I. It. It was like it's what I needed. I'm in for me as a human being to become more grounded in my life, and to, and what I do here when I come back to Johnston to remember those feelings and to remember.
0: I don't know. Yeah, you know what it is. It's real.
1: So real, yeah. You can't like you can't, yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can sugarcoat or or pretend like it's not happening. Or I mean, like you're in a desert with these amazing people, yeah.
0: yeah. And if it's real for them, based on faith in Jesus, doesn't that mean your faith in Jesus means it's real in you?
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You can't, yeah. Absolutely.
0: That's what gets inspiring to me is, is I go, you know, the core of what makes this person an oak and and not something <laughs> soft is the same thing I got. It's in me. Giving me a baptism. It's real. It's there. So it. I'm very thankful that I haven't gone through what it took to, to whittle that thing down to that hard, dense core. I haven't gone through that, but I believe it's in there. Mm -hmm. And that that gives me confidence for, I mean, just a thousand different things I'll I'll face in my life and and a thousand different things that the church and and people will face. It's in there.
1: And this, I'm almost jealous of it. When I was in church um, last week, I was, I just sat and I just kept looking around and it's like, I, yeah, Yeah, because I feel like we're so, um, we're just so, I mean, I like came here today and I'm like, I have been like running, like we all have since 530 this morning. And I'm like, okay, I have to like, you know, get into this. This sounds terrible, but like, I got to Kenya, 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 and trying to like, and I like want to be, I want simplicity. I want to, I want. I want to. I don't want to be. I don't want what they have. I mean, what they've had to endure. But I'm so jealous of how strong their faith.
0: You're jealous of what they have, and and they have nothing. And
1: they have nothing. And that I just that has gone through my mind. They have nothing, but they have everything. And I have so much, and and I have Jesus. But not, I, not like them. <laughs> not like them. I mean, I do. I mean, I do. But, I mean, it's...
0: It's just that, that soft, like, you know, um, I, I just keep thinking of people who, who go from, you know, have the amazing transitions, lose a ton of weight and go from this one image to this other image. It was always in there. I mean, that it, it's not a different person or a new person. It's just... You get through all of this, and I think that about our faith too. There's all of this soft, mushy stuff that, if you didn't have the the resources to be soft and mushy Christians, that's what you end up as. You you end up as an incredibly strong person, fervent in faith, and and steadfast. So I'm I'm grateful for the excess that we have. I really am. But yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm grateful for all of the Twinkies and the and mm-hmm. the and all the garbage I eat. And I look at that person over there who's just ripped because they haven't eaten a, an mm-hmm. ounce of sugar in 30 years. And I go, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of wish I had that. <laughs> I just want to go through that. Yes. Get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. too many crunches. Mm-hmm. I'm not down with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I really do. There is a certain amount of envy for that. But, yeah, so we, we go there with nothing to give them. Mm-mm. except for the everything mm-hmm. and then we get everything back in in abundance and then we come back here with it and start giving it away here mm-hmm. so, so important just makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it does
1: and it's amazing and I think I mean I think it's amazing that our our church does this I think it's um, I think it's very unique it's made a lot of people very interested in Um, in our church and like that we we do these kinds of things because i um that's something i'm very proud of that we are we are able to do that and i think that i i it's my hope and prayer that other people like me who feel weak and nervous that they just do it
0: yeah it's there's really honestly nothing to be scared of
1: yeah, and you said that, and I was
0: like, <laughs> "Yeah, right. <laughs> You've been many, many. Yeah, exactly. I can be scared of anything. I know,
1: but I,
0: yeah, you were a rock star. You did a great job. Um, I wasn't nervous about you going at all. I, I, I mean, my my honestly, I have I had no worries about anybody. I had a little bit of nervous. Like Mike is just a little bit. I'm going to be kind here to my brother because I bet he listens to this. <laughs> A couple of years on us, right? Yeah, and yeah he,
1: amazing. You he was amazing.
0: You'd never have upstar. known. Yeah. Never yeah, have known. He, he was awesome. He did have that hip that kept going off in the middle of the picture. He's <laughs> <laughs> my hip. Apparently doesn't matter in Kenya they're like, oh okay it's fine. Go ahead. Like mm, okay. <laughs> Which
1: I'll never understand. That's
0: one of my favorite things about you on this trip is how often you were just amazed and how they didn't <laughs> even care at all that you go through the metal detector, it fires off, and they're like, ah, right, go ahead.
1: Why would you have all of <laughs> you Before you would even get to the mall, You they would do it to you, and didn't matter if it, you went off. And then when you went into the mall, you'd have to do the same thing, and the same thing happened and no one checked. Twice you would go through.
0: Yeah. And... I just didn't take stuff out of my pockets and it go beep and I go my phone's in my pocket and I go, Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or not even really say anything, just let you go. Yeah. You know, just
0: keep walking. It's, it's, fine. Uh, it's crazy. I like where you go through the metal detector to make sure you don't have a knife into the place where you buy the knives. <laughs> which are all just laying and spears and stuff, just laying around like Everywhere. Well, that's good. No big deal. At least we didn't bring our own in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How rude would it be right. to go a stabbing rampage with your own <laughs> with knife? your
1: own, yeah. <laughs> that you walked through the metal detector with. Yeah.
0: hmm Yeah, there's some cultural differences. There's <laughs> a couple yes. of things that are a little bit different. Yes. <laughs> Was any of those like weird cultural things just kind of wig you out and cause you to be like, what planet am I on?
1: <laughs> I don't know. This isn't really well, it kind of is, but uh, the driving, is, <laughs> yeah. the driving is amazing quotes, driving. and and scary all at the same time. Yeah. It's amazing that they can drive that recklessly
0: and not have <laughs> <in> the accidents. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. yeah. And we had an interesting side trip this year that mm. I—I got to be honest, I was nervous. I don't get nervous often, and I—I w- I thought to myself, I'm not sure this vehicle can make these roads. When we took that shortcut,
1: yeah, and we hadn't gotten gas all day long. Yeah, we were on that safari. We had not gotten gas all day long,
0: and and we were going up a grade that I did not think we could get up. Around a corner,
1: in the middle of is nowhere. Nowhere. That
0: was nowhere. The there Rift were Valley.
1: Cows walking <laughs> alongside the road. It was, that was something.
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: It was, it was actually but cool. I w- <laughs> really had a hard time seeing that at the moment. Yeah. Um, just very fearful. Of,
0: I looked at Julie and I said, This is the kind of driving that causes U joints to break. And she looked at me and goes, I don't know what a U joint is, but I wish you would have said that.
1: <laughs> Not funny.
0: <laughs> that was yeah, great.
1: Yeah, but we made it.
0: Yeah, we did. Somehow. It was and it was um probably not as bad as I as I thought it was. I just don't get surprised by that very often. That that was a that was a curveball. That was for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was your what was your favorite like joyful moment of the trip?
1: Joyful moment. I just I was just I it was probably the Thursday when there were all these children. I um, I don't know why, but they just really captured my heart, and and they just caught my eye. Um, there was like a little grassy patch, very small, but they were just they kept. Jumping over it—that was their game. As they just kept running back and jumping over this grassy patch, and then they, and so then I went over and, and engaged um, conversation with them, and um, and then they followed us for a really long time, and I loved it. And they'd have to hold their hands, and I just and um, Aisha, I, little girl in green—I don't know, she just will never leave me. She's just, um, just, and she was—they're just so happy and giggly and, um. I don't know. I just, I loved, I loved their spirit. You know, I just mm-hmm. tell my kids, I didn't see a toy when I was there. And they were that, like the, they were such happy children.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know. I loved
0: that. It's amazing how they can build these little like shelters of joy and happiness inside this like, cancerous tumor of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they just do. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like cancer inverted. It's like the whole thing is a ugly, broken thing, and inside, life beautiful. is beautiful, starting to grow. Yes, yeah. I, my mine was um, this young lady named Beatrice, and she was on the first trip I went on, and she just stole my heart. And just she was so what. I, and this is going back fifteen years, maybe. But what I remember is she was so smart. She was probably. I had to guess, I'd say 7th, 8th grade, somewhere in there. And she just had that, she, she was starting to get that Kenyan woman poise, you know, where like they're, they stand up tall and their shoulders are back and they just have this like, it's almost like a curve of the neck that is just like, listen, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and me, I'm like, okay. Okay,
1: all right. <laughs> all the
0: Kenyan men are like, I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are doing it yeah. a while. So we're crying. But, uh. Yeah, she was just so confident and so smart. We sat and, and she would – I'd see her probably um, uh, probably five or six times that week and I'd stop in and say, how was class today, Beatrice? And she'd start to talk and tell me and I'd, and I'd start asking her like math questions and English questions and, man, she was sure. intelligent. Yeah. And she she lived in the Kibera slums. She was a student at um, uh, the Springs of Life Kibera Lutheran Church. And they had a little school attached to it. So she was a student in there. But so every night she had to walk, you know, just it was maybe 10 yards from the school through a gate. And those, you know, those big walls with broken glass on top, all of that and this mm-hmm. metal gate. And she'd walk in and they'd swing that gate behind her and go and they'd lock it. The, the slums are a bad place. We didn't really get into the slums in Nairobi, but that was that was tough for me to watch Beatrice walk in there and they shut the door and lock it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. One of these days, she's not going to come out of there. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. it's just true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, uh, that so yeah, I've, I got a picture of her in my office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's, there's no getting away from Beatrice. Mm-hmm. She got me. Mm-hmm but that's that's that feeling like it it your heart fractures, and then there's like this calcification that happens It's like when you break a bone and, and it grows back and it's wonky, doesn't look right, your arm looks goofy, but that actually is a stronger point because of all of that calcification and that that hardening and, and tissue that just kind of gets tight and then you're like you know i got a, I got a tougher heart now mm-hmm so that's, that's kind of the difference, and you got a lot of that mm-hmm. <laughs> on this no, trip. Said, mm-hmm, most
1: certainly. <laughs>
0: and that's the difference between a rookie and a veteran. <laughs> you are no rookie anymore.
1: I, no, <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> at
0: all. <laughs> Your heart comes back just a little bit ugly and mangled. It's been beaten up and smashed and broken. But Yes, it has. It got but harder, though. But
1: it's good. Yeah. And I Harder want in a good it. way. Yes. And I wouldn't want it any other way. And I'm I'm, I'm grateful for it.
0: It's one of my biggest um, hesitations on these trips is I look at spouses all the time and I'm like, man, I'm going to bring a different person back. <laughs> so apologies in advance if you don't like
1: her. That's funny. Um, and I don't think he meant it necessarily that way. But like – I think day three he was like, "I was so excited for you to come back, and I just want you back." <laughs> but it was because I think I was so tired yeah. and just trying to get back into yeah life and understanding it, and it that was hard.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to to a person, everybody said my spouse came back different and better, and I mean, it's not a bad thing, but no. it's like phew. it is. It's- Trust me, you're going to like this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, trading your car into a, a car dealer and you're like, okay, whatever you give me back, I'll take. Trust me, you're going to love this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, what else about the trip do you want to talk about? Um, what do people need to know?
1: Well, I just think this is like – I don't know why I found, find this so profound, but I I, I, I can't get over this and – I just think I, – I struggle with, um, you know, like these these lives that these poor people have and how – I mean like everything is difficult from like the one thing that grows there. I just like I, – I, I just can't let go of this is that it has thorns on it mm-hmm. and it's like, like – Come on, God! Like, just give him serious? a break for real, because that I that just like breaks my heart.
0: You think one thing that grows has thorns?
1: It does. Isn't that just absurd? And those thorns stink Hers, and hurt. Yeah. I stepped on one, and with my shoe on, and it went straight through. And I just, oh, I just. <coughs> But yet they're thankful for it because the goats eat it. And I mean, you know, I mean like they're – Provide shade. They provide shade. They make stuff out of it. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> they use it like crazy. And Yes. So that <laughs> that sounds very – I don't know. I just I, – that's hard for me like to yeah. – why? Why that?
0: So a guy like me immediately goes to like thoughts of theology and, and original sin and all that. It's like any anything that should be good, sin comes in and puts a, a thorn on it. You know, I mean, anything from like, oh man, we were just talking in our our Bible study earlier today about um, the the opiate epidemic. Like, it's a opiates are good things for surgeries and all these, and it's like, yeah, here's a thorn.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, addiction and they kill you. Right. So have fun with that. Out of control. Yeah, it's like, man, that's the thing about sin is it It doesn't give you even the smallest of space to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's always, always got to find a way to just jab at you, and poke you, and
1: mm-hmm. ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Um, one night uh, when we were there, um, I don't know. I mean, we all, you know, we, me, my family, growing up, you know, you, you talk about the devil and. You really know that the devil is um, <laughs> present a lot, and I, um, I knew that, and I know that the devil works in your thoughts and 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 your actions, and I mean, you know, we, I, all these things we all know. But one night, um, I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday night. Um, I felt the devil in my room, and I don't know if I like could say that that was ever a. Th- a thing for me. I mean, I, I, I know that the devil, I mean, has worked through me and unfortunately, and you know, but not, but like to really like feel the devil. And I don't know. I was scared. I was so, so scared. I locked my big metal door. I locked my I to keep him out my window. Right, <laughs> right. I didn't really. But what's funny? <laughs> what's funny is that I didn't. I didn't know it was the devil until like, probably like two hours of like trying to handle this. And then, what you know, there's this really great thing about like talking to God. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he's always on. Like- yeah, always online. Yeah, he was. I think he was awake. And <laughs> and it was like one o'clock. And and I I felt. I, I felt the devil leave. I, like I just, I, I it was, it was the strangest thing. I just, I, I, it was. I, it was like the Holy Spirit came in, took over, and 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 I allowed it to happen. But, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned about like really. then maybe it's because when we're in, when you're in Kenya, you the distractions are less. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I felt it there, and I don't feel it. Maybe. Uh, when I'm here I mean I've, I don't know it's just really obvious I don't know if this is even making any it sense It makes sense,
0: I, and I think it's the same conversation we had earlier where all of the stuff that that kind of you know I don't know cushions us from experiencing the spirit and that kind of stuff in, in a real like they do there you know like we always talk oh. about how intense the feeling is and how like you just it Lutherans don't like to talk about feelings we don't like to talk about the holy spirit or the devil like we we want to you know poo-poo those things send them over here and, and right. speak of it in general terms, right as if
1: right me too i mean that's me
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kind of robs you of of that opinion because that stuff is the the same thing that gets in the way of the holy spirit it's like the anti-conduit of um the anti-conduit of the spirit like it like that wavelength of the spirit hits your your fat jelly rolls of uh, stuff and things and schedule and, and all these kind of stuff. And it doesn't get all the way to your core and ring that tuning fork of your soul. Mm-hmm. All that's going in Kenya. So the spirit, man, it, touches your tuning fork. Yeah. Well, that's true for the other side of the coin. Uh-huh. So all of that uh-huh. stuff. And I think the devil... And 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 uh, all of those, this sin and and the temptations, all that kind of stuff. When it's when evil is is running through things, you, you don't notice that same shockwave nearly as much. No, I mean he's doing like the stuff and the things, and, and those things are are just each thing is just going to take you off a just one half a degree. In, in slowly by slowly where there it's like well there's no stuff that, that Satan's going to work through so he's just going to come and visit you
1: yep and it is exactly what happened <laughs> like exactly what happened I was knock, so knock. I was so <laughs> I was so terrified of so many things that night and what's? And so you would think that when I'd go to bed the next night I'd be terrified of those same things because those things those things did not leave they were this. The, I should but I wasn't I, I, it was I don't know it was a really strange night
0: well, it's probably your experience the first night was some fear and trepidation of this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, w- we always say, well, you just got to be courageous in the face of – that's not – courage doesn't drive out fear. Mm. The Bible says perfect love drives out fear. So you then go and experience this perfect love of these people in the camp and you come back like, oh, I'm not afraid of stuff anymore.
1: Right.
0: Well, that's what the Bible says, so – Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, I love. It. That's that's one of my one of my favorite things is that everything is so genuine and real, and you experience Whoa. things to your core. Yes,
1: yeah, very.
0: Rare. And you're like, oh, that's what it is to be a human. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, that was a very. Not having that that night was just, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday was crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thursday was
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Coming back, what do people need to know about you? How are you different or et cetera?
1: I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I am different. I don't know. If you would, I mean, I guess I would hope you would notice, but I'm trying to have. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to prioritize. I mean, I've, i mean, You know, you talk about getting more involved in the church. I've talked to Joanne about it. I mean, like, I mean, like, it's just because. I mean, I w- would love to be part of a Bible study. I'm not sure how I'm going to swing that, but I mean, like, there's just you want. I want to do. I mean, my son's getting a daily devotional book for his birthday on Saturday. I mean, my daughter already has one, but now I'm like sitting and reading it with her Um, instead of just saying, "Here you go, read it," you know. um, (laughs) You know how to read. You know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Fill this out and whatnot. Um, It just, I, I'm more. I feel like you i have i wavered off of of being this crazy job and 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 my kids at school um you know they a lot of times can take priority of other things in my life and 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 they should at times but really understanding the value of my family and bringing jesus to them and hopefully i don't know I, i don't know to be able to talk to them about about their faith, and um, I always—I mean, I always did. And we, you know, I mean, I grew up uh, in a family. Um, I went to church, and you know, my dad was an elder. And I mean, like, you know, I, I grew up in the church. But I, I even want to do more for my children than just that. And I think by going there, I don't know, it just makes me think differently. I—I I don't know, really, can't put my finger on it. But I'm like, I am so different. I don't know if you can really. Just the way I think.
0: Yeah, a the lot of I, you see the world differently. I see
1: the world differently.
0: Yeah, and what people are going to see is uh, everything you described is this effort. And I, just if you if you are a person who it, tries things <laughs> or does something, <laughs> you stand out in this world. <laughs> we live in a world of, of people just throw it in, in neutral, safe, put it on cruise control, and chill out. And you, when you when you see somebody working, you can just tell they're they're working at something. And you usually you, you figure out the CrossFit guys and the, the, the sweaty, gross people, or the mm-hmm. uh, unhealthily thin-looking people. Like, oh, you're working on a marathon, aren't you? Or you're trying to eat vegan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you you get it. And then people are going to be like, what is what is Samantha working on? Mm-hmm. What is that? And it it's you know, you're not out there throwing kettlebells around or, or doing push-ups, so she must be working on something.
1: Maybe I am. Maybe you are. Maybe I will win in a push-up challenge. It's not. You just never know.
0: Happening. You just. What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying I have <laughs> the same amount of time to train as you do, and I'm pretty sure I'm ahead. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, yeah. As soon as uh, we got back, Debbie informed me that she's training for 31 push-ups, and I was like, oh, "Crap! <laughs> no, I got to <laughs> train."
1: <great. laughs> Go, Debbie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the team was rock star this year.
1: Oh, if I mean that was probably my—I mean—one of my very favorite things is the team and to like the like looking back at pictures and whatnot. Just the joy of us all just being together was—I don't know—I just thought was
0: so fun. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Weird, right? Fun, (laughs) right? (laughs)
0: This trip was so much fun.
1: So fun. <laughs> um, I just think that the relationships that we built and how we, I don't know, I just, I, and and I remember people trying to explain it before we went to, and you really just can't explain it until you, until you truly experience it. But like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Things are funnier with us for some reason. I mean, even like the text that Keith sent me today was like super funny, <laughs> but I don't know if anybody else would think it is as funny as yeah. I think. Don't think it is,
0: yeah. yes. Well, shared experiences heighten everything. I mean, an experience is always heightened when you share it, and then mm-hmm. an intense, profound good. I mean, it's it's a weird way to call it, but it is good. We share Jesus with people, like, so you get all of that, like intense shared experience. And then, if if funny comes out of that, then the funny is intensified. Yes. There were nights when we were laughing oh, our asses
1: oh, off. So. <laughs>
0: me, yes, and we're in this refugee camp, yes, it's like laughing at a funeral, it's yes, like
1: it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird, it is weird, but those moments make the other moments like I don't know, it kind of I don't want to say equals out, but like it I don't know,
0: it, it makes it tolerable, It makes survivable, it tolerable
1: survive, yeah,
0: yeah, it's like just that that laughter it's it's not the joke it's it's no. it's the uh. Allusion to it it alludes to the fact that, but there's still joy, yes. So funny and laughter isn't joy, but it's like this hint, it's still there. You just, I promise you, it's there. Uh It just really doesn't look like it, right? (laughs) Super does not look like it at this moment. So, as always, the question is, uh, would you like to go back sometime? Um,
1: so. I think if you would have asked me a week or two after, I kind of, I never said no, never said, I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. And I know that everybody on the team, you know, was kind of like, yes, going back. Like they, they even talked about it. When I go back, when I go back. And, and I never said it because I, I think it's important that I, you know, stay true to myself. I, I would go back next week. If you said <laughs> I'm taking people, I think it would be really hard for me to say, I'll stay here. Like I would, um, yeah, because just like with anything, and, you know, going back to, you know, teacher, but, like, there is something, I mean, knowing people care about you and knowing that, like, I mean, if you have a student and you, even if they graduate, but you still keep in contact, how are you doing, you know, there's, you know, and there's just, there's something to that about uh, being real, not just going and so... Somebody asked me when I got back, so you know how was it did you did you, so did you get what you wanted out of it? Did you kind of like get it out of your system and I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> um
1: that's not what this was about like at like not uh, yeah that it was it felt very hurtful, but I also it just as i mean it just you know people you know they that's really what they were wondering i mean the, and it wasn't to be hurtful um but i uh, watching. It, I was so amazed at how many people remembered you four, and that that is so profound because I think about if I met thirteen people today and in a year I met seven people and four of them were people that i I had met a year ago i don 't know i don 't know if I would really remember be able to feel very confident in knowing. Oh, they knew you guys and they, they, the love and the happiness and, and, and and just joy that, that was given the minute you guys got out of the car was, was incredible. And I can't not go back.
0: We know it. We know it's real today, but like, we think you're supposed to grow out of it. Like (laughs) a kid, think about your kids where you've probably seen a high school kid who was so talented, had everything going for them and just never believed in themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're just, man, if you just believed it, if you just knew that someone cared about you and they don't believe it, you could email them and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know I care about you. I believe in you. You can do it. Like, I don't really believe in Mrs. Rebellion. Mm-hmm. She has not say that she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then that kid who maybe doesn't have the same skill or talent or abilities, but just knows that they're loved and supported and, and somebody cares mm-hmm. about them and they soar. Yeah. But then you grow older, get a job, and shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares. It doesn't matter if people believe in you. Just just get to work, fill out the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't grow out of it. No. It's, it's a part of human
1: nature. It's a component. It sticks with you forever. Yes. Forever. People say that. How many times do you see, so-and-so, my eighth-grade teacher, was the one that, like, they give credit to? I mean, not mm-hmm. that it's about that, but, like... I just think that they ought to know that i 'm real and I really do care about them and i want i i don't know i just i want to go back and i want to continue our relationships with these people. Why would I not want to do that yeah
0: i mean to to put it in a business sense that's that's our market we 're not in the market of getting you stuff and bringing you things it's to encourage you like you know somebody cares about you, remembers you, and believes in you, and we're telling you you can you can do these things. And those things aren't, you know, start a corporation and, and whatever. It is it is continue to spread the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Build community. Develop mm-hmm. churches. Care for each other. Love one another. See at the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You can do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they say it right back to you. Yeah. Like, no, you don't know. I live in America. They're all a bunch
0: of jerks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You don't know my people. My people are terrible. Uh. <laughs> I know, it's so, it's such a inverted backwards thing, you really, you just, you got to jump out of the plane and, and mm-hmm. trust the guy holding on to you, you just do, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. fortunately, his name is Jesus, so that works out nicely. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's very nice. Awesome. But I need to say thank you to you, and to the team, and to the church, because this, what is happening is bigger than all of us, and it's yeah, it's just amazing. And I, the experience was incredible and, um, and just, you know, you give back. And so that's why it's like, all right, what else can I do for the church? And how can I, you know, what can I do? And
0: yeah, for me, it's just been every, every step I take towards what I see as the horizon, you know, of, of living faith, Kenya and all that stuff. I'm like, man, that's cool. I'm gonna take another step. It's like the horizon gets bigger and moves. I'm like, Okay, I'm just going to take another one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's really no – there's no ownership of this thing. There just isn't – it's so big. It just belongs to God. You and, know?
1: and I get that um, because like just with how I ended up going. Like, like that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me at all yeah. saying yes. I mean that was – me, and God working through me.
0: Yeah. 100%. It's so much fun. It's, it has become um sort of the, you know, I want to be careful. I want to say it's the heartbeat of living faith because that's Jesus, or it's the spirit of living faith. That's the, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but, but it's, <laughs> it is like this. I don't have a, I, had, I need to sit down and just come up with good language at some point. What is it? It's like, it it so deeply resonates with this this place just is shouting mission mm-hmm. and go and tell people about Jesus and let's go and do this it's nothing better and that that spirit or that characteristic of living faith and the kenya mission those things matured and grew up together so i and I don't know, chicken or egg doesn't, ma- doesn't make a difference to me. Either way, I'm having an omelet. Mm-hmm.
1: So. <laughs> One that's a little brown.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's why I showed Jeff this. Picture. I'm like, that's an egg on my plate, <laughs> like in case you're wondering. <laughs> were, that's yeah. a little weird. Yep, yeah, but it tastes like an egg.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a delicious egg, I get that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. All right, that's like uh, over an hour.
1: Okay, that's like an hour. Right?
0: I mean, you just talk to people. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Samantha, for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Uh, I told you so. Told you it was an awesome podcast. Uh, She was a rock star missionary on this trip, and I'm so glad that she went. I think she's glad she went too. I don't know. I don't care. She went. It's over now. Ah, can't undo it. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. We've got another podcast coming up here pretty quick with Brandon where we try and actually have a little bit more intelligent conversation uh, on economics. But man, that, it really goes everywhere. It's it's a fun podcast. So I'm pretty excited about posting that one here in a little bit too. Um, follow me on Twitter at Luke underscore Tim or Instagram is Luke underscore Tim. All of the things with Luke Tim is where you can email me, and uh, I would love for you guys to do that. Give me some feedback if you'd like to, and as always, share this podcast with other people. I would definitely appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. A party going on in